All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 4.30 4.35, Jeff Hans, News Radio, WRVA. It is a Wednesday afternoon, and as we have since this ridiculous January 6th miniseries debuted, I have to remind you, pay attention to the actual facts, pay attention to the the information coming out of from D.C. that says, hey, the two Secret Service agents that this lady says uh, were involved They're both saying, man, we can't wait to testify under oath and tell you the truth. But this is part of what we have seen with President Trump over the last couple of years, right? The legacy news media hacks, Democrats through and through, they just happen to be deployed to newsrooms instead of political operations. Trash the guy at every uh, opportunity, and they continue to do it. They're scared of him, and they hate us. I got it. Now, somebody who sort of blows the lid off of all of this, including the uh, the corporate media, the government corporate media cooperative establishment, is Paul Manafort, uh, former campaign manager for President Trump and somebody who, quite frankly, has been around, uh, well, he's been around the block once or twice. Paul, thank you so much for joining us. Chuck's going to be with you today. Yeah, it's good to hear your voice. So you are, um, you're back. You, you've got a brand new book out called "Political Prisoner: Persecuted, Prosecuted, But Not Silenced." And I think it's, uh, it's the most important for all of America that you're not silenced. That's uh, the story I tell in my book. Uh, it's, it's hard to believe it happened to me, and, and the, part of the message in my book is: if it could happen to me, it could happen elsewhere, and you uh, to anybody. And you start. You've been seeing that since Biden became president, with uh, with parents being accused of being terrorists because they care about their children's security. Uh, you know, borders are, are out of control. Uh, you know, with the cartels deciding who who can travel to our country. Uh, the law and order totally dissolving in the big cities. I mean, you see all of this, and it's all part of the same thing. It's it's the woke left trying to destabilize our country to create doubt in the values of our democratic system. Now, Paul Manafort has been around D.C. for a long time. You you were like a young college guy, that, that new generation, well, a couple of generations ago. So you, you've been through this before. You're, you're not shocked by any of the, uh, the skewed coverage from the media, are you? Well, I mean, I'm shocked about a couple of things. Uh, I mean, you know, the media has always been tilted in one direction, but it's worse than it's ever been. Uh, and that's because the media no longer views its role as being objective, uh, defining the news. I mean, they now view themselves as partisans who get to decide what the American people should know and what it, sh- it shouldn't know. And if they disagree with what is the truth, that's uh, that doesn't matter. Uh, the truth has to be resolved and their line has to happen. The narrative has to be promoted. So that's really new, uh, you know, and uh, and with social media and uh, Twitter, that which is a purveyor of hate, 
uh, you know, having the kind of role they have in society, it's allowed the Democratic establishment to work in, in concert with the mainstream media without any regard for truth to promote their hoaxes and their lies. And that's what the whole Russian narrative was all about. Let's talk about that, because Paul Manafort gets caught up in this uh, Russia, Russia, Russia thing, the Mueller investigation, and they came at you with with some pretty serious charges. You maintain, hey, I didn't do any of this. So so what really was was at the heart of this, Paul? Well, in the book, I go through the details of what they came after me on, the, the truth about the matters. It takes too long to talk about on the radio. But the bottom line was they came after me because they thought that if they could squeeze me, get me, they could squeeze me to give them Donald Trump. And he was the ultimate target. Mm-hmm. Um, so they broke other people to then come after me to then go after Trump. Except I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't give in uh, to, uh, to telling a lie so they could have Trump. And there was, I would have to tell a lie to give them Trump because their narrative was wrong. And by the way, now that thanks to the John Durham investigation, we know that they knew it before as early as July 2016. John, the CIA director, who was out there talking about Russian collusion, knew in 2016 and briefed in July of that year President Obama that the Clinton campaign was going to put out a false narrative trying trying to tie Russia to Trump in order to deflect from her server issues and other issues. We now know that from John Brennan's own hand notes uh, from the, that came out during the Durham trial. We now know from the Durham trial that there was collusion and with Russians, but it was on the part of the Clinton campaign who hired, uh, you know, who, who illegally hired Perkins Coie to, to cover up the hiring of Fusion uh, GPS, which then hired a foreign national who then hired Russians to go to Russia, and when they couldn't find any dirt on Trump or me, wrote a, a bunch of lies that became the Steele dossier. Uh, they knew all of that was false. The FBI knew that was false. The Department of Justice knew that was false. Now, though, this facts. Um, and so there was collusion. And before Mueller was even appointed, the prominent uh, the people in the, in the Obama White House and in our law enforcement agencies knew it wasn't true. But that didn't stop them. This is all addressed by Paul Manafort in his book, which is uh, scheduled for release August the 16th. It's called Political Prisoner, Persecuted, Prosecuted, But Not Silenced. Paul, you you talk about how they came after you. They wanted you to flip. They wanted you to give them Trump. Now, what what they used against you was, hey, uh, you've been involved in campaigns in Russia or Ukraine or Belarus, and and somehow we're going to squeeze you on that. What was the real story of your your campaign operations over there? Well, I never was involved in Russia or Belarus uh, uh, in campaigns. I was involved in Ukraine. I ran a number of campaigns, elected a couple of parliamentary governments as well as a president and during the presidency of yanukovych who they claim was a russian puppet which he wasn't uh we worked to prepare the way for ukraine to be part of europe and this is all public information i mean this was known to the media it was known to the obama administration i worked with the obama administration uh, on behalf of ukraine helping Ukraine to change their economic structure, their legal structure, their regulatory structure, in order to meet the conditions that were required of Ukraine by the Europeans to, be, to even make application. They knew all of this. Uh, and yet 
they ignored all of it because to them, the fact that Ukraine uh, was formerly part of Russia and because there were people in Ukraine who were may have been pro-Putin, that was enough of a link uh, to create the false narrative, the foundation for a false narrative. But in the Mueller uh, uh, final report, as well as in the Senate Intel Committee's final report, where they talk about connections to Russia, there's not one piece of evidence, not one, that links me or Trump to Russia and, and collusion. Not one. And, uh, and in fact, in the Mueller report, he even says there was no Russian collusion on the elections. Um, yet you don't know that from the way the media still covers the story. Mm-hmm. And, and certainly, certainly all the policies that were given for their reporting on Russian collusion should all be taken back because the stories were wrong. Absolutely. Paul Manafort with us. His new book is called Political Prisoner, Persecuted, Prosecuted, but Not Silenced. It is uh, due to be released on August the 16th. Now, Paul, you were, uh, for a period of time, the campaign manager for for President Trump. Uh, You've got some insight into the political maneuverings uh, of uh, Mr. Trump. Uh, There are many of us who are holding out hope that he's going to run again. It seems like he's crisscrossing the country. What's your sense? Well, yeah, in the book, I talk about the 2016 campaign. I talk about Donald Trump, the man, uh, the candidate, why he, he succeeded in, in 2016. And and as I see the situation today, uh, frankly, Biden is going overboard, making it uh, incumbent upon Trump to run <laughs> and enticing <laughs> Trump to run. Uh, if, you, if you look at Trump's biggest successes on the economy, on energy independence, on controlling the border— on America's first policy overseas, on protecting democracies. And then you look at the same set of issues in 18 months under Joseph Biden, and the case is very clear. Who is president matters. And if the American people care about it, which I think they do, you're going to start to see them act on, on you know, that, that difference. And that's why I think 2022 is going to be a wipeout year uh, on the Democrats. But in some respects, I don't think it's very – I mean, there are Democrats in Washington who are not upset about that because a smaller Democratic Party in Washington is going to mean a larger plurality inside the Democratic caucus of the woke left members of that caucus. Uh, and so, again, the left cares about one thing, power. And if, if they have to lose an election to take control of the Democratic Party in Washington, I think they're willing to do that. Um, and, uh, and certainly the policies, which have failed, that are continuing to be doubled down on, would indicate that these are not stupid people. There's a purpose behind what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Joe Biden is just a dupe in the process. You know, Paul, I look at this, and I, I remember being a kid. I grew up in Philadelphia, and, and everybody was a Democrat, but we always described ourselves as Scoop Jackson Democrats, right? We had lunch boxes, we, we worked, we made things, we fixed things. I don't recognize the Democrat Party today. I really honestly don't. And I, I wonder, as they, they talk about being the party, the working class, well, working class people like us are going and trying to fill up their cars and can't afford to do that and seeing empty shelves. And you know what? We're also saying, you know, this whole drag queen story hour in kindergarten, maybe not the top of the list. How, how can they be so blind or, or is it intentional? Well, again, as I say, I don't think they're blind. I think this. I mean, they have their own agenda, uh, and the and the the left 
the woke left part of the party. And I think it's totally disconnected from Democrats living in, in, in you know, out in America, uh, outside of the coast. I mean, you see the Carvels of this world saying that the Democratic Party is going to be wiped out if they keep moving down this left-wing path. Yep. I mean, he's certainly not uh, anything close to a Republican, <laughs> but he sees it coming because he's objective. He lives in Louisiana and he gets it. Um, but again, I don't think it's coincidence. I think that the Democratic leadership in the House understands what they're doing, and they're prepared to take a licking in order to take over the party. And, uh, wow. you know, they don't, again, it's not what's in the interest of the American people. It's in yep. what's in their interest. Their agenda, this January 6th agenda, uh, this uh, climate control agenda, it's meant to enhance their power, not to help the American people. It's incredible. Paul Manafort's new book is called Political Prisoner, Persecuted, Prosecuted, But Not Silenced. It's due for release on August the 16th. Paul, what is the best way for folks to get a copy of the book? Well, they can pre-order it today at Amazon or uh, uh, or at uh, Barnes & Noble or even at, I think, Simon & Schuster. So the book's readily available for, for purchase, and uh, it'll be out on August 16th. All right, so, so two things I have to ask you. When the book is released, I, I'm begging you, sign a copy for me so I can add it to my bookcase. And number two, uh, I'd love to get you back to talk a little more about this because your insight is just, it, it, it's, it's voluminous, it's spot on, and let me tell you something, it's greatly appreciated. Well, Jeff, the answer is yes to both. Look All forward right. to it. I love it. Thank you so much. That is Paul Manafort. His new book is called Political Prisoner, Persecuted, Prosecuted, but Not Silenced. You can go right now to Amazon.com, pre-order it. Now, you're not going to get it until it's released, obviously, August the 16th, but I can guarantee you right now it's going to be a bestseller. It's going to sell out, so now's the time to get yourself a copy. Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRBA. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.